Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to Double Exposure and their game design convention Metatopia at Metatopia Online 2020. These panels have also been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and moderators at this event. Now, let's get to it. Episode 279, What We Mean When We Talk About Lyric Games. Presented by Maria Nissen, Casey Johnson, and Jay Dragon. To the What We Mean When We Say Lyric Games panel. Uh, my name is Casey Johnson. Uh, you probably know me as Geostationary uh, at, or at Geostationary without an I on Twitter. Um, pronouns are they, them. And I write all sorts of weird, tiny uh, micro games and uh, other sorts of stuff and just uh, talk around with all, all these very cool people in the lyric game scene. Uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Jay, uh, Jay Dragon. Uh, you can find me at jdragski on Twitter. I'm the publisher and head author for Possum Creek Games, uh, and I publish a lot of sort of strange games, and I also don't use pronouns. Cool. Um, I'm Maria, Maria Misson on Twitter, Absorb Prince Games, and, um, I also write cute, weird games and fluffy games. And I'm very happy to be in this panel and excited to talk about what the what we mean when we say their games. So yeah, what do okay. we mean? What do we yeah. mean? What do we mean when we say their games? What is <laughs> Please, the lyric I've, game? I've traveled, I've, I've traveled all this way to find out what a lyric game is. Please, Geo, help uh, me out. Travel to the secret temple. Um, so lyric games, kind of as a brief uh, historical journey for us all. Um, so back at the start of 2019, uh, a couple people, namely uh, Takuma Okada, or God, I'm forgetting her name, Takuma Okada, and um, God, I'm blinking on names now. Ah. So which game, which game? Uh, for which the, game, which uh, game? the emotional jam oh goodness uh, i do not remember who's the other person for that but uh, he point I, being, i'm blanking on his name but he writes some really great gay sex games and stuff anyways oh, oh taylor taylor labresh taylor labresh right yeah sure i no maybe no no We'll post a correction. Anyway, I'll post a correction on Twitter when this we'll goes live. We'll post a correction on Twitter. Anyways, uh, Star 2019, uh, Emotional Mech Jam. Uh, this is noble for a couple things. First of all, it really kind of indicates the first time that Indie Tabletop really started getting interested in Itch.io as a platform, and a lot of people started moving into that. And it also uh, kind of formed a lot of the social bonds that would uh, later, people kind of agree, became the lyric game scene. Uh, really quick, it is John Harness, uh, who is also Thank the person to coin. I'm so sorry, John, for mixing you up with Taylor. Uh, John also would go on to coin Lyric Games in October. Yes, but what is this thing that oh. we were talking about in coining as Lyric Games? <laughs> what is it? Geo, please. Um, so uh, I, uh, I also want to note, uh, just in the history of Lyric Games, I feel like there are definitely people writing things like that before, like... Every Alder released uh, Brave Sparrow, I feel like way back when, like in 2012 or something, or like maybe in 2009, Brave Sparrow, Teen Witch, I feel like are very proto-lyric games. Um, the Tragedy of GJ237B is a proto-lyric game. Like, There's a lot of stuff that was kind of already playing in this space when the emotional mech jam happened and all of a sudden people were talking about Itch as a platform and as an easy way to host games and also incorporating RPGC into that. Yeah, I feel like the fact that Itch.io became a distribution platform for smaller games and more quote-unquote niche topics, it just mm -hmm. gave a lot of freedom for a lot of creators to do stuff that they mm -hmm. wouldn't normally think would be doable in more mm -hmm. traditional um, release streams. So I feel like mm -hmm. um, just this influx of like, Okay, I'm getting some weird feedback, but um, um, this weird influx of like weirder, smaller games, and then just doing more jams that you know people could mm -hmm. attack in in a different way is just yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, the initial jam culture definitely played into like people releasing all these sorts of like small, uh, kind of like mm-hmm. emotional, weird indie games. And so, do we mm-hmm. want to talk a bit about some of like, okay, so we say lyric games, and like that's yeah. not just like a word we're saying. There is a lot of mm-hmm. like a lot of lyric games. Is one of the kind of terms that was floated around originally was like poetry games. Uh, yeah. Because the big thing there's people pay attention to is the sort of like lyricism and engagement with the text on its own terms uh, versus just as an object to be played with a group. And that's where the game is. No. And like mm-hmm. the reading the game is also a mm-hmm. mode of play. Yeah. Um, I personally got started and in, invested in the concept of like, games that a lot of people say are not games which i feel like is is i feel like is like one of the easier ways to just be yeah, like, like if, if you not a game jam, game jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah like not a game jam i wrote um games from missing the found which was a collection of 200 word rpgs i wrote uh, that i did not submit mm-hmm. to the contest because i knew that if i did they'd tell me they were not games so instead <laughs> i tossed them in a zine um <laughs> It was like it was like I wrote I wrote one and I submitted it and it's so tame. I was rereading it and I was like, wow, this is a game. But like on the Reddit, they were like, this the, like you do not make a character, you do not role play. This is not a game. And I was like, oh, I I loved I making like, a magic forest. Yeah. Oh, this is actually uh, we're queering in the field, which was also very oh. much uh, which is like also very much a game. But um, it's but anyway, I think I think crucially, I remember I think for me personally people began really talking about lyric games when the term was coined in October with like the release of, you know, esoteric, certainly I eat mantras mm-hmm. for breakfast, the esoterica jam in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there were some other, like, uh, I know Adira Slattery began talking about it a lot at that point also. Oh yeah. No, Adira is a very good resource mm-hmm. for some of the historical stuff. If you yeah. see her on Twitter, she has some good threads about mm-hmm. lyric games as a scene or a definition. So, like, what are lyric games, though? Like, what do we mean when we say lyric games, though? What do we mean when we say lyric games, though? Because we keep like, saying it, and I don't think we've said it. Yeah, so if I had to define lyric games, I would say, broadly speaking, it is a scene <laughs> of um, indie design with the big emphasis on kind of the lyricism of text along with uh, unorthodox and uh, unusual modes of engagement and play beyond just like, oh, yes, I sit down and write my character. No, it's like... I just wrote a game not even like an hour ago about, hey, this is a game where you destroy maps. You just, you find a map, you destroy it. That's a game. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Adira has a good one that I like. That's uh, you draw a square in the dirt and yell, sex is here. And that's what sex is. Um, Or, oh, um, Taylor writes uh, from Riverhouse Games, writes all sorts of good stuff. And I remember one that came out when there was this whole thing about like one word RPGs and just we are but worms with oh, the one word. Rye. I love that. I love that game. I love that it's game. It's such a good it's game. It's like it's, yeah. it, 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 it really emphasized how like that one word worm and squirm is like mm-hmm. already a game in itself of embodying mm-hmm. a worm and like what worms mm-hmm. are. It's just, and even the layout because mm-hmm. it made you go to the next page mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um i think a part of me that really wants to also emphasize about lyric games because people were saying what's the difference with the word mm-hmm. poetry games is mm-hmm. that um if you like zoom out like not in a game sense but in like just um in an art world sense i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of um high art or just art in general is going towards participatory stuff like they mm-hmm. want to include the audience. They think it's groundbreaking to include an audience, but we we just treat those things as players. Um, mm-hmm. So you have stuff like um, from Yoko Ono with Fluxus Poetry, mm-hmm. or you have performance artists who give instructions to museum goers to what to do. And I'm like, those are games. Like people make those stuff up. And in the art scene, they use those um performance pieces or art pieces as a mode of thinking or feeling or experiencing. So I feel like what the indie scene is doing is equivalent to that, sometimes even better. <laughs> like like I'm like there's like there's some stuff by Adira that I'm like when the pandemic ends, I wanna pitch it to like a museum, like mm-hmm. to perform it, like shouting like mm-hmm. love confessions to like a mm-hmm. queer mm-hmm. you know somebody in a mm-hmm. fascist mm-hmm. regime like yes it sounds like something that you put into a like an indie mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. art commune space yeah. and <laughs> and i'm also- like i feel like 
yeah yeah so so like the last thing i guess is that when people say that games aren't art i feel like that's like yo <laughs> like are you like missing all of this are, are you missing mm-hmm. all of this? So I feel like it's not just poetry. It's like also yeah. all the other dimensions, mm-hmm. like the space, mm-hmm. the um, the ritual. The, yeah. Yeah, like that's something I didn't bring up when I was talking. Is like the uh, a lot, especially like with you two here, is that uh, the ritual components and the way that uh, a lot of like lyric games are interested in creating like certain kinds of space for like different emotions or experiences to come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. um like lots of kind of constructing through your man your, your mantras and your like your ritual mm-hmm. phrases and your descriptions and creating mm-hmm. this is a space where this is the like thing that we are getting at and like yeah. you can divide it sort of but like it's also by experimenting with like what is and is not play it also does a really interesting job of blurring those sorts of lines between you are playing the game mm-hmm. versus you are not playing the game like mm-hmm. i am constantly playing abe mendez's uh collectible moon trading card game which is just a game about remembering mm-hmm. moons that you've seen and or lying about moons you've seen in mm-hmm. theory to play games against other people but it's just like it's just this like ritual that has infected my life of looking up at the moon and going ah I can collect that moon. I and just like I immediately enter the state of like thinking like what's the time? What am I experiencing? What's the moon look like? And it's just this little just like departure for a moment, but it's also just seamlessly like no, this is just my life now. I collect moons. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think like it's so generous to make games like that. But anyway, go ahead, Jake. Uh, I was gonna say I think crucially also. Um, I think what. I mean, I think first off, it's important to emphasize like lyricism is not a a coherent genre. I mean, I think I think you know genres are fake, but like the the way in which lyricism is a movement, yeah. which is that there are a group of people who broadly, in some form or number, identify with lyrical game design and refer to their games as such. But that's not a like a prescriptive category. Like there is nothing that kind of is like a model of what makes a game lyric or not. There's a lot of really wonderful games uh, that are not lyric games, not because they um, they somehow fail to be, but because the author has chosen to not include them within that category. Um, and I think that's really crucial is just that it is a model of, it is, it is a particular, I think, I mean like, you know, as in a very, I think in a, in a, in a very sort of classic sense, like in almost a dialectical sense, like it exists as like part of a conversation instead of it being like, this is a a model of what a game is like. And Mm -hmm. I think it frequently, like there's sort of a lot of things that are broadly appreciated. I know personally, I really uh, like, you know, as you mentioned, I really value ritual Mm -hmm. um, and I really value the, like the, the mechanism of ritual. But I think also like there's sort of ways in which like, they're invested in autobiog- autobiographical or auteur natures. They're invested in, oh goodness, um, you know, like as we said, ritual. They're invested in intimacy. They're invested in queerness and marginality. Um, and then they're also, I think, ultimately, I think for me personally, and I don't know if this is true for either of you two, but a lot of the lyric games I write, especially in um, my like sort of smaller zines, uh, are really sort of concerned with asking, well, what does it mean to play a game? What is, what is, uh, you know, sort of, sort of, I guess, not even coming to the same conclusion every time, but trying to write games that every single time are coming to different conclusions about what it means to play. That mm-hmm. you can have a game that says, um, like, this is a game that you cannot play because it does not want you to. Or you can have a game that says, you don't get to play this game because it's not yours, it's the mountains. Um, and I don't even get to play this game because it's not mine, it's the mountains. Um and I think like, or, you know, even a game that's like, you are always playing this game or like, you can only play this game under these circumstances. Like those are all, like, those are, those are lyrical insofar as they're invested in questioning that. Which makes you think like, uh, I have a friend, um, John, um, you'll probably see him like as, uh, Emile saint Sinclair. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a series that uh, they have done that I have contributed to along with some other people is a series of games called The Ichthyonic Rites, uh, which the basic premise of it is this is a series of rituals that pervades all of like living. If you are living and doing things, you are participating in these rites. And each actual game is just a series of like 
here is sort of the ritual, here is a series of actions, and here's what it does. But it's very much going in with that perception of like, okay, so like anything you're doing is in theory part of this uh, metaphysical framework that they are presenting to us as these this game, this series of rights. Um, or like uh, some of the stuff like I've done myself is like more of my, my more lyrical work tends to be playing more around with like uh, questions of uh, perspective or vision or like when you look at a thing, what are you looking at? Like uh, I just made a game about, again, like taking apart maps and disassembling what it means for you to know what a map is. Or uh, I wrote a... Uh, Poem by the Apocalypse for the uh, Hot Horror Jam. And the kind of idea with that is, well, what if we just took, like, Powered by the Apocalypse move structure and applied it into, like, poetry, but also ambiguating, like, your position as, like, reader versus participant versus, like, character in this game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like one distinction about rituals, too, is that Rituals are fun. <laughs> like, like I feel like we made we made ritual games when we were kids, when we were trying to summon spirits mm-hmm. with water or trying to mm-hmm. play with Ouija boards. So I feel Bloody like Mary, there, there's yeah. a natural right. So it's like it's just a natural um extension of like, oh yeah, can you summon the thing inside the pit of your stomach and what does it say? I I think mm-hmm. it's not so. I think it's not so out there to write stuff like this because we used to do this mm-hmm. naturally when we were younger that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we'd make up stories and they weren't always um, fantasy or genre-based. You know, they mm-hmm. were playing a reality that uh, you were trying to scare your cousin or you were trying to comfort your cousin or something. So it's, I feel mm-hmm. like it's, I feel like, um, some people might be scared to write lyric games because they don't uh, know or quote unquote um, feel strongly afraid about of, ritual. Afraid of doing it wrong, ritual. I think is part of it too. <laughs> I see that yeah, a lot. I get a yeah. lot of people. I gotta say, I think a lot. Okay, so there was this particular concept I remember being, I remember hearing about being thrown around, which is the <laughs> idea like when Power by the Apocalypse was first getting talked about, the idea like if you want to enjoy power by the apocalypse you either need to be like really invested in it or like if you want to learn it quick you either want to be really invested in it or like very new to rpgs in general but like mm-hmm. there's a reverse bell curve where like in the middle it gets really nerve-wracking because you have to like paradigm shift and i kind of feel like mm-hmm. writing lyric games ends up falling in a similar space where i've noticed this because um i share a lot of my games. i work at a summer camp and i share a lot of my games with my campers um or like, you know, like the ones, the ones I'm okay sharing. And uh, a lot of my campers have read them and they've gone, oh my God, I'm going to write one. And they just write a lyric game or they write two lyric games. So they write like a bunch. And I'm like, I've been collecting them and I'm going to put them in something someday. Um, the anthology. I know, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, throwing tantrums. But um, like, that's all, that's all really, like they're, they're, it's so easy for them because they've, they don't have any ideas about what a game is supposed to be. And so the idea that a game can be anything is very easy and liberating because it's you're simply saying that if 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 there is no mechanism by which you know like if if the, the the creation of a game is like the process of like imbuing gameness into something then I can do that whereas I think if you think of the act of creating game as one of iterative playtesting of design of editing of this laborious process which is very invaluable for these sort of larger more traditional productions but for a lyric game, it, you become very afraid of that impossibility because you know the structure of writing um, an apocalypse mm-hmm. world hack. You know the structure of writing belonging inside belonging. But when you're given a blank canvas and you know what a painting's supposed to look like, that's scary, right? Like if you're in a blank canvas mm-hmm. and you don't know what a painting is, you can do whatever you want paint. with it. Yeah, and you're just given yeah. paint and a blank canvas. You can do whatever you want, but if you know what a painting is supposed to be, that's when the the self doubt sets in, right? <laughs> yeah, of, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think of some of those posts you'll see circulate sometimes, like uh, people talking about like uh, children writing poetry who are really young because they don't know what like poetry looks like, and mm-hmm. how it's like yeah, yeah some of it's good. kind of weird stuff. But then the other stuff of it is like you know like um, the tiger, the tiger is out of his cage. Yes, yes, and it's just like this is just this mm-hmm. formative like thing that this just mm-hmm. kid that was like six put out into the yeah. world 
but like they didn't know shit about making poetry, but they yeah. just made this like thing that really touches with a lot of people mm-hmm. and resonates, even though it's just like, yeah, the tiger's out of his cage. Yes. Yeah, and I think I, I think actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but anyway, I I was feeling I really like what you said about gaming something, meaning everything can be gamed. So there's like a lot of lyric games about okay, play this at the grocery store, play this when you're in your car, play this when you're waiting for your commute, um, play this mm-hmm. with like the heads that you see pass by during or during mm-hmm. your coffee break. Um, and it's not even um, it shouldn't. What do you call this? I feel like as game designers, um, there there has not not has, but theoretically, you have a really playful bone. So why wouldn't you like play with the things that you know naturally occur in your life? So you just game the things that you know happen around you mm-hmm. and what you care about. Because mm-hmm. and I think that's why people think that a lot of lyric games is very personal because. What else would you, if if not being married to genres, um, the things that you would game would be things that you do care about or the things that you do want to share. So, yeah. and that's why there, it looks like it it has autobiographical themes. But I feel like no, they're just people who want to game. So I mean, some of them are definitely do. like taken from autobiography, but like I, I think some of it is just like when you're playing in this sort of space, like a lot of the things you'll have immediately at hand are like things that are yeah. already resonant in your life. Like I write a lot of games about like intimacy and touch and alienation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like me writing lyric games deals a lot with questions of like contact and interaction and like you know how things know other things. And so like to me, mm-hmm. like when I write these games, love is about okay, I, I have this thing that I want to communicate to you or, like, try to, like, articulate. Like, I know even if you don't necessarily get it, I want you to, like, try and grasp at it and, like, understand something like what I'm trying to tell you. Or just, like, I I mm-hmm. enjoy this and I want to show this thing to you to enjoy or take away what you will as well. I, yeah. I think for, and, and yeah. what I love about... Oh, uh, go ahead, Jay, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think for me, um, I got invested in game design, you know, through my summer camp writing LARPs there, um, and, like, uh, just got involved with that way before I got involved with tabletop, and I think that was really liberatory, because um, my approach to writing LARPs, especially as a teenager, was to take mechanisms I encountered and be like, I want to give this to everyone else. Like, I'm in chemistry class, and I'm, like, watching them do something with, with copper and sulfate, and, like create this interesting, very miraculous reaction. I'm like, oh, you could do that, right? You could do that in a game. And like, so like the moment you're like, oh, I'm taking these mechanisms that exist in the world around me that are like things I find captivating, like, or like, like machinery that I find interesting and I want to incorporate that. Suddenly you begin to look beyond like the, the physical objects of the machinery. Mm-hmm. You begin to look at like emotional me- mechanisms, right? Where it's like, oh my God, I just had a really upsetting breakup. How do I, how can I take that energy and incorporate it into this LARP I'm writing for kids? Um, and yeah, then like I, I think <laughs> kind of the next step that, yeah, right. Where you're not, you're not doing it for the kids mm-hmm. anymore. You're doing it for, for your, just this, this desire to create, to capture a, a mechanism and, and give it a name and put it in a box and keep it there. And I feel like that's kind of where I, ended up at Lyric Games independently from a lot of folks was this desire to um, capture <laughs> cap- capture things that made me feel, right? <laughs> like yeah, trap like, them and name them yeah. and put them away. My, my own like process, I, I think of it a lot of like, you know, like a crystal or something. Like I have some like idea or mm-hmm. thing that's just sitting in the back of my head and it's like, eventually something happens that it just like starts rolling down the hill and like you get the like snowball building up the crystal crystallizing whatever and just like Mm -hmm. something oh i have like this whole like set of concepts that have grown attached to this and now i can like game it (laughs) yes yes exactly yeah i feel like one of the things that i really love about it is that yes you're sharing it but instead of instead of sharing it as like a declarative sentence or a declarative statement, you're mm-hmm. sharing it as a set of steps or, mm-hmm. or as a game. So I, I love mm-hmm. how um, when we share it specifically as a lyric game, it has the space to be um, very true to itself, but also very true and acknowledging that the other person might experience this 
in a different way, which mm-hmm. I really like. I feel like it's something that um, maybe other like like just for example poetry doesn't think mm-hmm. about as much or mm-hmm. or or just something that's um it's just so much more involved i think so i mm-hmm. i i really like how mindful um designing something like that is because it's um it's a journey almost at least for me of like okay i i hold this player and then I'm a, I'm a let them go through these things, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's so it's so generous in terms of like how much space you're giving the other person to. Mm-hmm. God, I've... and I think also, um, uh, I think also, uh, just I'm interested in. Um, oh my goodness, I literally had a full sentence, then it's just woof. Um, I think also. Oh no! I'm sorry, Gio. You take it away. I, it's gone. Oh I, no! I, I think th- this is uh, making me think of some of the conversation we had, like originally prepping for this and this mm-hmm. one. Um, not to bring the situationists into this, but <laughs> uh, uh, this, please bring situationists in. There is this deboard quote I think of a lot after a phase where I just got really into reading about the situationists. Uh, but um, part of the whole thing with the movement was this idea of the creation of um, situations. Um, so basically, you have this constructed environment, um, and so you're going in and kind of going in and making um, a thing happen, as it were. Like you're there and when I say a situation, it's like a, like sort of like an unplanned freeform scene almost. Like if I were to set up a game as a trap and you were to walk in and play the game, situation. And there's this uh, line they have for their vision of their kind of mm-hmm. idea of the future is like, in a situationist future, we would not have like artists doing art. We would have people who happen to be at that moment doing art. And it makes me think of something that I know uh, Jamie has said before talking about like you aren't like – we're not tr- like we're not per se trying to make a game where it's like ah this is a game we are making to make you feel x way because we want you to feel mm. sad in such a way it's no we're much more interested in that we want to make a game that gives you the space to feel this way but also mm-hmm. like you're you you're coming to this with your own baggage and stuff so there's a lot of ways you can approach this like we're we're not making you a sad person you're a person who in reading this becomes sad but like that's because of the interaction between like you and the text. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also I'm just so interested in like um, the way in which like um, games kind of like there's something really amazing. I remembered my sentence. Um, forgive me for being Yay. very millennial, millennial Gen Z cusp about this. But like I do think Homestuck has an important influence here. And I wanna I wanna just say that and I won't explain further. But I can't uh, argue with it. <laughs> uh, the second person pronoun is a thing that is doing a lot of really important work, I think, in games. Mm. And specifically the instructional nature of it and the way and it's I don't think it's a coincidence that Homestuck is itself modeled on a on on like text adventures, right? Like it is a game that it is it is a it is a, a long form narrative that is a game with a single inst- like a, a single action you think but it's still a game um and i feel like similarly a lot of lyric games are like they're using that that meta structure of gaming that the language we've built of instruction and uh replication where a game is in a lot of ways you are trying to create a text that you hope can give someone the tools to recreate a game that you yourself have imagined um, and a lyric game is in a lot of ways, it's like an instructional text on that, but in a way that acknowledges that the thing you might create will have potentially nothing to do with the thing inside of my head, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a creative process that kind of exists in that way that I think is really, and like is only possible through instruction that it's, it's because a lyric game is not saying, this is how I feel. It is saying it is, it is this like, instructional like follow these rules and if you do something will happen and it might be the same thing Mm -hmm. that happened to me yeah i super agree with the second person like i love Mm -hmm. love that voice because Mm -hmm. for example it's um like language as positionality too because if Mm -hmm. you say they are okay it feels like 
it feels mm-hmm. like far mm-hmm. or Distance. I am okay. It's more mm-hmm. like you're trying yeah. to listen to me who's saying I am okay. But if you say mm-hmm. in a text, you are okay, like you're you are doing okay, it's suddenly yeah. like, oh, oh, it's it's like it's it's the the, the direction of the text is like mm-hmm. at you. Yes. So it just mm-hmm. it, it hits different. Mm-hmm. So if you have like several sentences of that, that okay, mm-hmm. um, I am asking you to do this. You're doing fine. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's like it's so um, yeah. And it's a voice that's not really explored mm-hmm. in literature, or mm-hmm. um, we. I think mm-hmm. we're scared of doing it, even in social media, or like um, it's def- it's definitely more me or them. It's never mm-hmm. you or it's never mm-hmm. second voice. In in Filipino, yeah. we have this word. Um, pronoun kita which is the both of us and it's like mm-hmm. um i feel like it has a very kita energy of like mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. like you i'm going to you not them not myself you so it's it yeah. has that um mm-hmm. i don't know it, it it has this energy that's like um so focused and mm-hmm. um is speaking to you and it's like at love and attention you know yeah. i feel like out of all the voices it's so it's so i, I mean yeah I, I love it when the game is kinder mm-hmm. and smarter and wiser than me and it's mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. to me and i'm like yeah i feel yeah. like i'm talking to like a wiser version of myself or like i feel like else. a better yeah. person or at least a person who's having more fun right now <laughs> <laughs> or like even like those yeah like, yeah those uh yeah those like uh those like actualization mantras where it's like you know like you know, um, I can shape shift into a capybara or whatever. Like it's like setting the intention. Mm. I've been thinking a lot about personhood and like the way in which it exists. Because I started playing with it in a series of of games called Esoteric that I cannot tell you about. You simply must go read. But within that, I play with it a little bit. Uh, and but like I kind of took that lyric game lesson plan, like the kind of like the way in which I realized what those different voices do. Where like the difference between me talking about players and being like you know, like the next thing, you know, we will do is roll dice versus the next thing the players will do is roll dice versus the next thing you do is roll dice or even the next thing I do is roll dice. And I've been really obsessing over that with Wander Home, uh, which is my my game that is coming out pretty soon. It was on Kickstarter a bit ago. Um, and in it, uh, I, I in the instructional sense, because of the fact that it's a game that's very much about talking through like a conversational structure, I use we a lot because I want to make it clear. And like the instances where I use you are very pointed and specific because I want to make it very clear that I'm not, um, that this is a, like that I am not like someone who knows better than you. And I'm not someone who is exempt from the game that we are playing. Like when you play this game, I am also like there, but I like also like you are there when I am playing this game, you know? And so like, there's a lot of we, there's a lot of like, you know, when we get to this next section or like what we're going to want to do next or like that sort of thing. And the instances of you is like, you are alive. Like this is at you specifically, not, not, you know, like I'm in, I'm implicated too, but like, I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. And I think that's I, I feel like why that's, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's why, cause I also do like meditation journeys and, um, we, I'm also part of like a theater group where we use games to teach. And I feel like just the intention to write with like that you in mind, like with another person in mind, um, is I really, I really want to emphasize how different of an energy it is versus, um, other like writers. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. it's your it's like there's this clay or there's this almost like this infinite universe that you're you're assuming that you're talking to. And what I really like my my favorite thing about um like lyric text is when you can tell that the author believes in the player, like like mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. like yes you will get this like you, you will understand this or um yes you will understand that worms or something it's 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 mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. it's it has almost like this faith in in other people getting what this game mm-hmm. is supposed to play yeah, like and i just really like it i, I like how um mm-hmm. 
not really ambitious, but more of like um, how it 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 has a underbelly of that underneath it. Like it's um, it, it it it's not necessarily yeah. on the top, but it's like it's like in the in the meat of it that yes, of course mm-hmm. you can play this. Even the games that people say tell me that oh this is too scary <laughs> to play. Oh, but you read it, and I believe you can. So it's almost like mm-hmm. oh it's yeah. Good. Oh, that, that's kind of interesting. That good. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting element, kind of with uh, the positionality and some of the earlier stuff we were talking about, like how there's a lot of like perception of like, oh yes, you can't actually play a lyric game. And I think um, one place that kind of comes from is one thing that lyric games and like people designers uh, like in and around the scene do a lot. That's interesting is uh like you have a lot of the sort of like invitational like we direct engagement with the player sort of stuff but at the same time you mm-hmm. also see a lot more games willing to um take actions or positions independent of the player so like uh, mm-hmm. in a more uh, mainstream example um it's really fascinating like in sleep away how with the lindworm <laughs> Sleep away mainstream. Yes, carry on. Yeah. For what we're talking about. Uh, no, but like, the totally, Lindworm totally. is a, um, for people who don't know about Sleep Away, uh, the Lindworm is a character in Sleep Away uh, who is a uh, skin stealing horror monster who is hunting down campers at a Sleep Away camp. Uh, but when you are playing them, nobody plays the Lindworm. That is specifically something that the game disavows. Uh, at the most, you are doing is serving as a um, oracle of sorts um, but you are never playing the lindworm the lindworm is something outside of you and you are not it or uh, there's a lot of like we're talking about like a punctuation or other games you've done where it's like this game it's just not you can't play it it's here but you're not going to be able to engage with it or um mm-hmm. i did a game called this move is not for you which uh one of the mm-hmm. the reasons named that is there's this point where uh, you are going on a journey and you're being hunted by a monster and at, at some point the monster makes a move and the text just says the monster does this move this move isn't for you 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 this happened mm-hmm. but you don't know anything beyond that and so like there's this a lot of kind of invitation um to engage in that interpretive space uh that back and forth mm-hmm. between the game saying yes no you this is this is the way you can be or way you want but at the same time being kind of like away from you and saying here is a thing you can engage with it but you can't like touch it in the same way that like you could touch it in like a d20 game or something like it's not like ah yes it's there but like it's not oh you can go there and you can play with this component it's it is there for you to like think of and to like weigh on your mind and like how you consider this game and what's going on but it's not like a widget for you or something it is uh uh, like a presence or foreboding uh an an imminence and i think i think before because i know we have to hit questions pretty soon i just want to comment i think really quick on, I think you just nailed a thing on why I... So I, I do design <laughs> more conventional games, sure. Um, like, you know, GM-less, dice-less, whatever. Yeah, I guess that I guess that qualifies as conventional. But I do design these games that are, like, I think within the well- warehouse of where most people are pretty comfortable calling them games. Um, and I think that I'm very... Even though, like, lyric games certainly are not, you know, they're not the moneymaker. Like, I'm not, I'm not paying rent off of games for the missing and the found. But, like, they are the act of learning how to write them and the act of continuously writing them. Like, as I've navigated quarantine, I mean, Maria and I wrote 101 Games for Survival, which is 101 lyric games that are, the majority of them are playable. You can play those, and they're very good, and I want to do something with them at some point. Yeah, <laughs> um, if you want like, to transition to the questions now, I do have a good one related to kind yeah, of I that. Just, oh, you do? Okay, I was I was going to say simply just, like... Huh? That by by studying lyric games, they it meaningfully informs the more the more the more familiar games in a ton of different ways about thinking about what it means to say no versus saying yes. What does it mean to you know position yourself? What does it mean to you know like what are the ways in which you know prosody is just as much a rule as like mechanics are? Like what is you know what are axiomatic concepts? You know things like that. Yeah. You know, so uh, one of the questions I got um, from the tweet that we sent mm-hmm. out was, uh, this is from uh, At Lethal Weapon, and it is, uh, what's your work process like for Lyric Games? Does it differ from other game work? Because I think all of us have written, like, all sides of the spectrum in terms of, like, weird indie shit and, like, mm-hmm. things that would make sense to an outsider. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 
I love how you just call it weird indie shit. <laughs> I mean, I write, <laughs> weird indie, I write weird indie shit. I'm owning it. Like, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of experience with this because I think Wander Home and, and like Sleepaway certainly kind of came from that same mm-hmm. gestalt. But Wander Home, I wrote from a very, um, I wrote it like, here is a game that I am writing, sort of in a, with a very lyrical mind to it, while also trying to be traditional. And I think a big part of it was, um, like writing a lyric game you are definitely like you are invested in the prose more than you are like the the prose exists to communicate a, a set of mechanics that maybe are not that are, like the mechanics aren't concerned with like the, the actions they're concerned with like emotional states and i think wander home does a lot of similar things with like um, I like to say that the 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 most important game mechanic in Wander Home is at the end of the introduction. There's the there's the t- sentence. Um, there, uh, the Hayfland was consumed in war, but is no longer. There is no violence here anymore, and that is the most important rule in the game because without it, you are playing a very different game than the thing that I wrote in the book. Um, where that is not true if you take out you know the the conflict resolution mechanics or if you take out. The, the place generation mechanics or the you know advancement mechanics. If you take those out, you can easily still play Wander Home. But if you take out the the line that says that there is no violence here, the game the game that I wrote crumbles, and you've got something new in your hands. Um, and I think that like that process of thinking is not something you get uh, from without I think getting to play with lyric games a lot and getting to be yeah, familiar like, with that. Kind of going back to like the lyricism and stuff. Like something I do definitely find I like a lot of my writing is that like just continuing to engage with the scene is something that has me thinking a lot more about like, okay, I'm going to write like this game about whatever, but like, it has to have good mouthfeel. <laughs> like, yes, it feel, yes. It has like, to have good mouthfeel. <laughs> the words have to be like, they have to feel good or like, the, like there is an emotion here and the words need to like reflect that it needs to be like, you know, frantic or like harsh or just, feel good to say and roll around in your mouth Mm -hmm, for for me the process oh for me the process is like the of writing games is like it's either like the way i described it to other people before is you're trying to rip something out of your throat that's been stuck there or you're trying to spill your guts Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. something's also stuck there and making the thing is going to help it unstuck it and I feel like this almost self-centered selfishness is one of the most authentic things to do because if it helps you, it helps other people. Not that your thing needs to help other people, but I feel like when people are trying to find something universal, um, easily looking at yourself is like a brave thing to do, but also a very straightforward thing to do. Um, so if you find this to be helpful like i i have um i have a game about like escaping dungeons because i I, i've always like felt trapped and stuff or escaping a tower specifically and i feel like i'm always i'm always shocked when other people say that they understood it or that it was helpful to them because i'm like i was just trying to figure out myself how to get out of this freaking tower dungeon thing and i'm just happy that my set of instructions informed your set of instructions in your life or in your purview of your own version of the tower, your own version of the mm-hmm. um, of the cage yeah. or whatever. So I feel like mm-hmm. at least when I make games, because I feel like it's an incredible privilege to be read. So I, I, mm-hmm. I try to think about when, I mean, I, I get it when people are like anxious of, like making something because other people read it but i'm like no you get to give someone something so what is yeah so i I think that's the joy of seeing people read them and also like a fun thing with like really any game design but like lyric game especially is just like making called shots on your friends (laughs) (laughs) ah yes yeah, let's I wanna I wanna make sure we get to some other questions and I know we're running short on time so I don't wanna I don't wanna yeah Hey, uh, do you have a question in mind you want to pull up? No, I I don't. Absolutely not. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> um, I have another. I have a couple from Lethal Weapon I'm looking at right now. Uh, another one they have mm-hmm. is: Are there gaming tools that work better or worse for lyric game formats like dice, cards, or so on? No, I'm just yeah. biased towards cards, to be honest. 
Yeah, I, I, I just like Taro uh, a lot. The, the I didn't understand like Oracle yeah. decks. I didn't understand, uh, like, I didn't really conceptualize how dice could be good in a lyric game, and then um, I, uh, one of my campers wrote a game called A Game About Throwing Tantrums, uh, which is uh, built around a 2d6 dice rolling resolution mechanic that determines uh, what your unhealthy coping response, and uh, like, what form your tantrum takes over time. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this does work. Um, and since then I've been thinking, I, I think in one of my, in my recent lyric game zine, I included, um, some random tables. Uh, and like, I've been kind of futzing with that space a little more. So I really think there's no, there's nothing that works better or worse. Yeah, no, like, like, I think your language. Some two, right? Yeah. Some of the two is just the like breadth of things that people are playing with. Like, uh, mm-hmm. when I think of a lot with like your work is, uh, how to make a, uh, magical forest or yeah, how to make a magic force, but basically it's about, you know, going into the actual woods and, like, painting things or doing just various mm-hmm. things around the woods over the course mm-hmm. of, like, years. And so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, you, a patch of forest, that could be a game tool. Yeah. And so just... And I've been thinking... I, I remember... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mind if sorry. I, oh, um, I remember Gio no, was saying... No. Um, <laughs> It's okay, we'll take turns. Um, I remember G was stating that they made a game that's um destroying a map, and I remember that Jamie has several games like that. Um, their love destroyed this land and Soul Quest, and it's basically you go through something intense in terms of like it's like their love destroyed this land is like my favorite game. It's really intense, and the act of erasing and ripping the paper and sleeping with that piece of paper or burning the paper is just so, I feel like it's also, um, I feel like maps are also something I haven't specifically tried because it's so, for me, it feels bigger and spacious and, and it's just danger. <laughs> for me, it's like, it's super dangerous how invested you are going to be in like a thing you make and then you're going to ask like the player to to remove it or something happens to it i'm like mm-hmm. i still haven't gotten to that space but it's something that i want to explore okay and jamie what was, i want to uh, quickly say oh i was gonna say before we get to the next question just really quick i think um i've been thinking a lot about like the different languages we know for like mechanical resolution and how like i honestly deeply believe like the mechanics you choose for any game lyric like 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 a lot of it has to do with what is much more like your language for self-expression than it does with like, is this the optimal tool? Like Wander Home uses a token-based system. It could use a dice-based system or a card-based system. It doesn't matter, right? Like I went with tokens because tokens are the language I've been speaking for the past year, but like you don't have to. And I think that if someone else designed Wander Home, they could easily, and I think that Lyric Games are the same way where it's like, if your language is dice, write lyric games with dice in them, right? Like if that's if that's the language you speak, use that. If your language is tokens, use tokens. If your language is decks of oracle cards or if your language is dance or if your language is uh, rock, paper, scissors or whatever, like you could write lyric games with your language. Oh yeah, like Ben Roswell that's does right. some really interesting yeah. stuff with like uh, oracle decks yeah. and like- Ben Roswell is not a lyric games writer, but yeah. No, but- um, the, he, Yeah. He, he doesn't necessarily- my interest in bringing him up is just mostly as like uh, someone yeah. who is adjacent to the scene and does uh, similar sorts of stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I just didn't so, want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no. Uh, that's. I, I that's, feel like I can totally one. relate to what Jamie said about um, use your language because I've definitely played games that said assign tokens and I'd use cards as tokens. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I'm showing my colors. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, when you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like we did Kid Impossible, like it has tokens. It's a BOB mm-hmm. thing, except like the tokens are just like stuff you have lying around. Yeah, yeah. Or like, um, what was it? I mean, uh, I've absolutely written games where it's like, uh, do the tokens are like, like I've I've had games with that are tokens, but the tokens don't matter. Like things like you know whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, or like, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like another question that's cool is when do you decide a lyric game is done? Mm, who was who asked that one? Oh, uh, that was decided uh, by Rath, I, I backed her. Oh, I oh, Rath. Hey, Rath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. That's it. I like that question. Um, I 
Don't decide when lyric games are done. There just comes a point where you don't want to write it anymore. That's how I decide all my games are done, is eventually I stop wanting to write them, and that means that I really should not be writing them anymore. It's like one or two editing passes in, things kind of stabilize, and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this, and if I don't finish this now, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to finish it ever. And it just kind Mm -hmm. of, it's Mm -hmm. done now. I'll do some formatting, layout, make it look pretty. I did that with uh, Kid Impossible, where I I originally planned a lot more kaiju for Kid Impossible, but then I kind of like got four kaiju in. I was like, I don't really want to write anymore. I've made my point. I'm done. Like, this game's done. The game's done in the form it takes. Yeah, there's that's something you see a lot, too, is like uh, a a lot of lyric games are very much shaped by their brevity is like you don't see so much like a long form lyric game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, my longest one is, like, 100,000 places, and it's, like, it's only, like, 11 pages long, so, yeah, yeah. but it's full text, but, yeah. And so, um, you like, I, for, No, please, For me, when I decide a lyric game is done, is more of, like, I'm actually not a big fan of editing, especially when I dream, mm. wrote something in a fever. Like, I would edit it just for typos and stuff, but it's oh, yeah, more of, like, mm-hmm. like, you're drunk on an idea. And then you're just trying mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. shape it into the thing. And once it like mm-hmm. congeals into that shape, okay, we check for typos, but you don't mess <laughs> with the, how it's channeled. Because that, that's yeah. why I really like Libre Baskerville Jam, because it was all about just channeling yeah, something I was just that you did, right? Yeah. You, you write very that, that's so funny. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny because I feel like I'm the I'm very much the opposite. Like, um, I mean, like certainly I think when I started I was like that, but at this point everything I write feels like like Wander Home. I've gone over and over again with editing passes to get all the words, like to get every single sentence ring out what I need from it. And like I've been like trying to make everything so dense, and I think my lyric games are starting to get that way too, where it's like I just need to like get every single word to be doing something important, and like it's it means like a lot of editing passes, and it results in games that are like. Even though, Maria, you and I tend to result, like, we tend to play in similar spaces. Our games are so different, tonally. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, looking at another question we have that could either be really easy or kind of weird. Um, this is one from uh, Tim Hutchings uh, at Tim Hutchings FTW. Uh, has, what's not a lyric game? Or what can never be a lyric game? Like, what are things that aren't lyric games? Is that really, like, a concept space that makes sense to present? Or is it more just kind of a, like, we just haven't figured out how to do it or haven't really, like, thought about it? I think if someone says that the thing they wrote is not a lyric game, then it's not one. But I don't think there's any categories of objects which can be excluded from Mm. being brought into a game space. So I think I think there's really like I think there's kind of a, a a cheap answer, which is saying that it's only a lyric game if you call it one. And then I think there's the the thorny answer, which is um, games are uh, like a, a game is a process you apply to a thing. They're not a, it's it's not a label. It is a it is a mechanism. And I think that process I'm applying, it's an epistemic tool. And so like I look at it. And... <laughs> I, I gamify it. <laughs> Hi, I'm a tech developer and I gamify it. Maria, do you have any thoughts? Yes, I, I super agree with what you said. Um, that is definitely, um, yeah, because life's a game sometimes. So it's almost like, okay, it's just not a lyric game. You just say it's not, you know, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like I, I feel like it's i feel like there's no thing that i'm comfortable saying that this cannot be a lyric game i think that there's a, a lot of things that advise someone to not try to gamify because fundamentally like you can gamify anything but perhaps it's not your place to yeah like you can gamify your own perspective of it but perhaps transforming your perspective into a game is not always like you can be bad at it right but like you know like i think there's there's certain topics where it's like you must do this carefully but also like Oh yeah, like I definitely it's, have like it's that. Process to be applied. Like I definitely have that folder of like game ideas I started working on and then stopped because I went, mm, no, this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. Not my place to be doing. I'm just going to stop now and move on to something else with my lessons learned. If you've read Fever Games, you might be surprised that I occasionally write lyric games that I've decided are too intense to publish. Uh- <laughs> 
but they're out there. <laughs> uh, it's oh, like, hi, I'm like totally fine cool, releasing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a cool question is from Frank R821. What really is the secret magic behind their games that conjures that emotional resonance in the reader slash player? Mm. What is the secret sauce? Um, Hmm. Um, my secret sauce is that I'm good at writing. R.I.P. to y'all, but I'm different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm like, what? What makes it good? Like, what makes anything good? Right? It's like it's a combination of luck and skill. Right? <laughs> like, like I'm, yeah, I'm, that, yeah. I, I think some of it is also just like a lot of uh, lyrical writing that you see tends to be approached with a certain degree of like earnestness or openness, even when it's uh, really playing in the artifice of like, oh yeah, this is a game that's pissed off at you or giving you threats, and like even when it's playing at that, it's still very much like engaging on sort of like honest emotional terms is like yeah a lyric like a lyric game can only get so far if it's lying to you i think is kind of part yeah. of it lyric games i think a lot of people assume lyric games are like ivory tower games when really to me they're very much like four chords and a truth kind of games like uh i think that lyric games hit different because they're being written by someone who is emotionally like being emotionally open and uh like is is has put thought into what it means to vocalize those emotions and i think that combination of like earnestness and like a, a, a an investment gives you something that is is meaningful even if they don't even if they're not coming from a place of technical skill but mm-hmm. technical skill helps too <laughs> well the technical skill was... still helps there but also oh no please go Go for it. I was gonna say the same thing actually. It's I feel like the authenticity mm-hmm. and you just named it earnestness just translates to I feel like because we're used to a lot of writing like in advertising or in like other fields where it's like you're putting on a face or they're giving you what you think you need. But this one I feel um but I feel like with lyric games or at least the ones that I, I like are have a pulse of that authenticity that just feels like a person instead of a product that just makes people feel that oh it hits different you know yeah something mm-hmm. i think is also just worth bringing up is like we talk a lot about like oh well yeah just write good um and like i there's that practice skill there but at the same time it's like that's really not necessary is like a lot of it is yes. just like you can just write things and like they you are able to communicate with them and like there is still a lot of profundity that can be had from the like amateur writing or the someone who's never done this before so i should i should also clarify as being very facetious there i am not a, a traditionally trained writer um i uh have never like taken a writing class properly i've like done like technical writing in terms of like essay work but like i never have been trained in prose i was being facetious you like being good at writing is just like a uh being good at writing is like being invested in writing and carrying it through and that like i don't think technical skill is what makes a lyric game good uh, yeah i just wanted to yeah. note that i was i was being i was being arrogant because it's funny and not because i think that uh yeah. you must be good at lyric games before you can write lyric games we got you. We got you. Yes, of course. Yes, I love the word. I, I love how you said um, being invested in the writing. Yeah, I yeah, feel like, like it's, you, you, you can tell when the um, the writing feels mm-hmm. like it believes in in itself. And, and like I think what it's yeah. I think also just like there's like a lot of tendency to kind of like view the roughness and stuff as like undesirable when like. It's not like yeah. if you're trying to like make some sort of polished like big time product, I guess maybe, but like for the sorts mm-hmm. of like people that are looking for and like engaging with the sort of like work you'd be putting out as a lyric game, like a lot of like that sort of like rough writing, like there that's still like there's still a lot of value there like that's not something that you should be like afraid of or concerned about like oh what if i like don't write good enough like mm-hmm. no i have yeah. friends who are like terrible at writing but can still write really fascinating little like games and things yeah and i think as i was ta- I, 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 like... I was talking to friend oh yeah. if okay 
Uh, I was talking to a friend a while ago about like the future of lyric games and like the question of like what would it mean to be a bad lyric game. And I think the conclusion we came to is that the moment someone starts using like like, like there's no way you're gonna write a bad lyric game. Uh, and that like the way in which a, a bad lyric game is constructed is when someone is using the aesthetic trappings of lyricism in order mm. to produce something that is hurtful. Um, but I, I think that you're not going to do that, right? Like that's, that's a, that's a business marketing move. Not a, not unless like you work for like the Wendy's marketing team, you're probably not going yeah, to. Yeah. The, the, the hot new <laughs> Wendy's marketing tactic is going to be, uh, writing is going to be, they're going to do, uh, 101 games for uh tasty burger eating, um, coming soon to itch.io. Oh, oh my God. I feel like this ties in well with the question, but from Al in the Shower or History for Life 92, which is if you wanted to get started writing lyric games, where do you start? I guess it's more of like, I, I feel like you can start anywhere, but more of like, um, I guess yeah, like, mm -hmm. if we were to like help out a friend who's mm -hmm. like, oh, I want yeah. to start. Yeah, so I think writing. I give everyone this, I give this from the same tip whenever it comes to writing anything, which is read a, read a, read a game and then read a different game. And now you've done everything you need to do in order to write a game. Because I think reading one game is useful because it tells you what that game looks like. And then reading a different game tells is useful because it tells you the difference between those two. Because you can't meaningfully analyze or interpret the first game until you understand what makes it different from a different game. So once you've read two lyric games, I think you've got all the tools you need to write a third lyric game. But I, I recommend you read two. So if you're gonna do anything, read two lyric games and then write a game. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's like something I would think of like if you're sitting down to go and kind of play in this sort of space, like uh, a easy way I kind of think that you could start is like one, think of something that you find interesting, like emotionally or personally or what have you, and just think about like, okay, how do I make a game that like makes you like think about it the same way or like how how do i communicate this to you through like a game without necessarily thinking about what a game is <laughs> mm -hmm. like what's the best yeah, way to experience this thing and just make a thing about doing that yeah i feel like the fact that you would ask that um i would like to start writing lyric games means that you have already read lyric games and that there's something about it that you want to mm -hmm. also feel and that's why you're trying to write it and mm -hmm. i feel like just asking yourself what about it do you like it's um instead of trying to find that question from another person just answer that honestly and then explore that answer by writing it and trying to share it yeah. with someone else is already automatically like a good start for writing lyric games like oh yeah. you don't know where to start maybe that's your first game <laughs> i think i think <laughs> also yeah i think also at, at the end of the day and i think about this all the time which is that i go back to i i studied art history in college and so i go back to um uh, the way art history was talked about in, in 1400s Italy, when it, when art history was invented, like when the first dude was like, I'm going to write a book that's just a, about artists instead of like, you know, like, like not as like the same way you'd write a book about construction, but about the people who make art. And that was new because you hadn't written about the artists before. Um, it, you know, that wasn't what art was um, in, in Europe in that time. Um, and I think about it a lot because we are still in that designio versus colore uh, phase of, of game design, which is that we collectively as like an industry and multiple interconnected communities and click and scene, we think of games as being like draftsmanship versus color, right? Like the equivalent of that with art, which is like so not infantile, but divorced from how we talk about art now. We've, we've had a lot of thoughts since then. And I feel kind of always a little weird saying, this is how you get started writing lyric games. Because I think that we've only just gotten started writing lyric games, right? Like the term was coined a year ago. Uh, I wrote my first and probably like among the first lyric games, like 
in April of 2019, right? Like this thing is baby. We mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know how to get started at it because it it's still young and I'm not going to tell you how to get started on it because maybe you get started on it because one day you're walking down a sidewalk and you trip and when you fall, you see a cat and you and the cat play a quick little LARP together and suddenly and abruptly you've written a lyric game in a way that I could never have started before. And that's a lyric game that I could have never taught you how to write uh, because I don't know what I'm doing either. Uh, Yeah, like that's actually another good thing is like, um, so a lot of people kind of talk about like tabletop and LARP as two separate sorts of things when really like they are not, Uh, Mm -hmm. there's just so much like, it's really just a big continuum. And so like, that's another Mm -hmm. thing I found really fruitful with like lyric games and like thinking about them is like Mm -hmm. experience with like LARP spaces and like questions of embodiment is that there's a lot of Mm -hmm. room for exploring like taking actual physical action in, you know, the real world versus just like, ah, yeah, saying I do a thing versus, no, no, you could, you can pet the cat. Like that can be a mechanic. You can mm-hmm, say, this mm-hmm. is how the game works. You get a cat, you pet it, you have a great time. And this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Check out Lyric Games on itch. You can search up the Lyric Game tag. Uh, Jamie could not make it with us tonight. Uh, they're a really incredible designer. You should check them out at, temporalhiccup.itch.io um, and you should also check out all of us. We will be dropping, we will have links to us in uh, the stream as it runs and um, it's been such a pleasure chatting with all of you. Thank yeah. you for your questions. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, does anyone else have anything to ask? Uh, no, I think just, it's been a great time. I've enjoyed this talk with y'all and uh, excited to see what uh, people uh, have to say about it when it finally drops. Yeah. Same. Um, check everybody out. Um, my Bluetooth is doing something funny, so I'm sorry if there's like some weird echo, but um, yes. I Oh, last thing. Um, I just wanted to say that I hope that there's more designers, like, no, like quote-unquote normal people to have also the language of games and design, because mm-hmm. I think it's like an incredible for documentation and just art in general, so... Yeah, yes, like we old, baby, but strong baby. <laughs> yes, and I know like mm-hmm. all of us, I think, are pretty happy to like uh, talk about this stuff online. If you have any questions, you can always just add us and like mm-hmm. see where we're at, see what uh, kind of yeah. conversation we uh, can carry on with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap.